0: as a result, taking us, amen, the more they learn to flow with the Spirit of God, the, the, the funner it's going to get. That's the way I look at it, because there's nothing, nothing as awesome as getting into the presence of God and flowing with His Spirit. And How many know that in His presence, everything we need? Hallelujah. I'm ready for some Holy Ghost laughing times. fullness of joy, amen. And Experience that peace, that peace that passes all understanding. Get the answers to those questions we may have. Amen. Glory to God. So so thank you again, worship team, wherever you are located in the world today. Praise God. Amen. Well, Well, I looked down and I didn't see Kelby, so I don't know where he is. And so he might have gone to Japan for all I know. I don't know. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into the word of God. We just believe right now in Jesus' name that what you want said will get said and what you want done will get done. I'm not here to further my plans. I'm here for you, Lord. Whatever you want done will get done. I believe it. And I thank you for it. I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us into the truth. And I ask you to anoint the people here, their eyes, their ears, to see and hear the word as it's meant to be seen and heard. And Father, by your grace, we'll be careful not just to be hearers of your word, but to become doers thereof. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. And everyone said... Now this morning I want to continue with our teaching on what manner of man Jesus was when he walked the earth. And what manner of man you and I are supposed to be as his followers. We're called to pray like Jesus. We're called to love like Jesus. We're called to be found faithful like Jesus. We're called to uh, uh, operate in divine authority like Jesus. And we're called to handle the sufferings and challenges of this life just like Jesus did. Amen. There is no one else we're called to follow except him. Now, that's, that's not actually accurate because the Bible says in one place where Paul said, follow me, but he didn't stop there, did he? He said, follow me as I follow Christ. So in other words, you don't want to follow a man unless that man is following Christ first. See how I'm saying that? And it's so important that we always are following after people of great faith people that you don't want to just hang around with a bunch of fuddy duds you know what i'm talking about people are going to tear you down people are going to throw a wet blanket over your vision people are going to say you can't do that who or do you think you are and you listen you got to get persnickety with some folks you know what i mean by being persnickety sometimes you just got to be bold about it listen i don't care whether you believe i can do this or not My faith isn't based on what you say. My faith is based upon what God has spoken to me. I'm a child of God. I fully expect that everything he's spoken to my heart is coming to pass. No matter what you may say. And then you nod at him and smile real big and say, I love you anyway. All right? All right, praise the Lord. As of late, we've been looking at how Jesus ministered healing. So that we can not only learn how to receive healing for ourselves, but so that we can learn how to minister healing to others. Did you hear what I just said there? Every single one of you is a believer. That's what a Christian is. You believe in Christ. You become a Christian, but another way that you're known as is as a believer. And you are supposed to, as a believer, lay hands on the sick. And when you lay hands on the sick, you're fully, you're supposed to fully expect what Jesus said is going to happen, is going to happen. That they're going to recover. One of the biggest things, and I'm, trying to, I'm teaching this from my own experience, because you have to avoid, and, and, and what the enemy will come and try to do, is he'll, you'll go and you'll pray for somebody. You'll lay hands on that person, and they don't get any better. So immediately the devil will come and try to tell you, see, it don't work for you. Who are you? You, it doesn't, you don't have to pray for anybody because it doesn't work. You need to learn to put the devil in his place. Amen. One of the greatest revelations I've ever gotten in my walk with God is I'm not God. Hello? I'm not the healer. He is the healer. Jesus is the healer. I'm supposed to do my part. Then I trust God to do his part. And if something doesn't happen on my end or on this end, it's not God's fault. Somewhere, it's, some, somewhere on our side of the equation is the fault. And listen, and that's like, I know sometimes people think like, well, isn't that kind of mean or cruel toward that person because they didn't receive it or whatever? No. If a person doesn't receive healing or whatever, then what is, it, what is our responsibility? We're called to pray for them. And as the Spirit of God leads us, we're called to teach them and guide them into the truth of the Word and help position them so that they can receive from Almighty God. Amen? <laughs> and so... So far, we've looked at three of the 19 healings found in the Gospel of Counts. We've looked at the healing of the leper. We've looked at the healing of Jairus' daughter. And last week, we talked about the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. And if for any reason you are not here or you would like to hear it again or whatever, you can go to our bo- podcast online. Go to our webpage. We have podcasts there. You can go back and you can look back. I mean, I don't know how many years it goes back. but It goes back a long way. And you can go and listen to much stuff as you want. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, this morning, I want to continue this this study on how Jesus ministered healing. And I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, and then we're going to go over to Luke chapter 7. This is the healing of the centurion's servant. What I like is how the Lord has directed me to teach these things because in each one of these healings, something different occurs but it all comes back around to faith, to faith. And if we get a hold of that and we fully comprehend that we have the ability to operate in faith, just like these folks do, did, in fact, I believe we have the ability to operate in faith in a greater way than those folks did because we've got the written Holy Bible, amen? And thus, we should be able to get the same kind of results that they did, amen? Praise God. Well, there in Matthew uh, chapter 8, beginning in verse 5, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion. Now, this was a Roman military man. And he uh, was a, a captain in the Roman army. He ruled over 100 different men. And it's important to understand that the Roman army was the biggest and baddest army in the world at that time. They were highly disciplined, and they knew what they were doing. And in order for someone to rise up through the ranks... And become a captain like this particular individual. He had to understand authority and delegation. Amen. He had to be a disciplined man. And that's exactly what, it, what he was. Uh, now, so this centurion came to Jesus pleading with him. Saying, Lord, my servant is laying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, that statement right there should get us excited. Jesus said, I will. I will. Here, I'm fixing to show you what the will of the Father is. I will. The God, the Father's will is for me to come and heal him. You see how I'm saying that? Anytime you see Jesus say, I will, he's saying, I will to you and me as well. Because Jesus came to show us the unchanging will of God for all men for all time. Glory to God. That's such a powerful statement. That's why when you read the Bible, you've got to remember to pick these little... I was saying this to Pastor Joan yesterday. There's so many nuggets in this story. All kinds of nuggets. You know what I mean by a nugget? Gold nuggets. You can go and you might find a little dust or something here and there of gold. But my goodness, you want the big nuggets, you've got to dig down for them. But glory to God, take the time and do it. Or if you can't take the time and do it, then come to church and listen to me preach. Because I'm going to share them with you. Amen. I'm not, again, please, I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying that because God has given me a pastoral gift. And when I apply myself, and I begin, get into the word of God, and I study the word of God, and I look to the Holy Spirit, <coughs> I know without a shadow of a doubt he's going to reveal things to my heart. And I go through this stuff, and I read this stuff, and I confess this stuff, and I'm going over it. And you, I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for you. All right, there you go. That was all for free this morning. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Glory to God. Verse 8, the the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. What is he doing here? He's showing respect and honor to Jesus, isn't he? He's humbling himself and recognizing the authority that Jesus walked in. I mean, we got to remember this is a Roman soldier. So he's probably killed a a, a man or two in his life. And he's probably ordered other men to kill on his behalf. Are you listening to me? And so he recognizes that he's not worthy for the Lord to come to his house. Now, I want you to get this next statement (coughs) because it's so powerful. But only speak a word. Mm. Only speak a word and my servant shall be healed. Only speak a word, and my servant shall be healed. Oh, that's so powerful. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Question. In an army with, if? where's Mark's out there? Brendan is now a a private, I believe it's private first class if I'm not mistaken right now. But the bottom line is, he has all kinds of people over him right now. If his sergeant or his captain came to him and said, Brendan, I need you to go do this. And he looked at and said, I'll get to it in a minute. Or maybe, I'll do it later. You think that's going to wash? Do you think the sergeant said, oh, okay, just just go ahead, Go, go back to sleep. You think that's going to happen or you think Brendan, if he made some kind of snide remark like that, is going to pay the price for it. Well, the same thing holds true with this Roman army. When he's speaking here, he's speaking from experience. All I need to say to those under me is one word. Go. Come. Servant, do this. And he does it. He doesn't have to wonder if it's going to happen. He knows it's going to happen. Why? Because he understands his authority, the authority that he's operating in. Are you following me? When Jesus heard it, verse ten, he marveled. How many of you know there wasn't a whole bunch of things that made Jesus marvel? But this is one of them. And he said to those who followed us, "Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel." And I say to you that many will come from east and west. Or as the, the Passion Translation says, kind of makes it a little bit clearer. Multitudes of non-Jewish people will stream from the east and the west. Who is that referring to? That's referring to every single person, including you and me, who were once separated from God and without a covenant from, uh, with God. But because we chose to believe in him and, and receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, we now are received by him and accepted by him. And as a result, get this, we shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, that's some good news. But the sons of the kingdom, that's all those who had been chosen by God but refused to believe in him and take him at his word and receive his gift of salvation, will be cast into outer darkness. <coughs> There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. As you have believed. Everybody say believed. Is believing hard? Is believing a hard thing to do? I want you to get this because I know for a lot of people they think it's hard. Is it hard for you to believe something? It's just a choice. You either choose to believe it or you choose not to believe it. It's so easy. I can choose to believe that that chair is going to hold me up. And if I believe that, I will sit down on it. If I look at a chair, and I'm serious, this is the way I am, in case you can probably relate to this. When you sit down and look at a chair and it's all rickety, sometimes you sit down real slowly because you're not knowing if that chair is going to hold you up. I have sat in chairs before, and they did not hold me up. Really embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but it's the truth I but you know and I, I mean I know these chairs are going to hold I have faith in these chairs that they're going to hold me up so I have no problem sitting down in them it's easy for me to believe that how hard is it then to believe our God how hard is it to believe our God who cannot lie who always is faithful to do exactly what he said he would do And so this guy, this this Roman centurion, I'm going to get more into this in just a moment. He said, you come, speak the word only. My servant shall be healed. And Jesus looks at him and says, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. As you have believed, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. There's the word right there. Speak the word only. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. that's some powerful 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 teaching glory to god now go to luke 7 i'll get more into this and then we'll cover some other things here concerning these two i'm going to read this from the passion so you if you don't have the passion translation you can just look up here after jesus finished giving revelation to the people on the hillside he went on to capernaum there he found a roman military captain brings out he's a captain here who had a beloved servant, he valued highly, and the servant was sick to the point of death. So this servant is not doing so hot, is he? In Matthew's account, it tells us that he was paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. Where here it says he was sick to the point of death. And here in Luke, it also brings out that this captain loved and highly valued this servant. In some translations, it actually says that the servant was his child, was his son. That's how much he loved the servant. The servant had become like a son to him, in other words. And so, how many know you're going to go to great lengths to try to help and take care of those that you greatly love? Amen. When the captain heard that Jesus was in the city, once again, how many remember what happens when you hear about Jesus? Faith comes. What do you think he heard? You think he heard that, you know, Jesus was causing riots? And that Jesus was causing all kinds of upset and turmoil? Or do you think that maybe he was hearing that Jesus, anyone that came to Jesus to be healed, left healed? Amen. He was hearing that Jesus, when he laid hands on people, they got well. They'd be recovered. Amen. Glory to God. Now, notice what he does next. This is the Roman captain. He sent some respected Jewish elders to plead with Jesus to come and heal his dying servant. Now, I don't know if you caught this or not. But can you see the difference between Matthew's account and this account right here? Here in Luke's account, the Bible tells us that the Roman captain sent Jewish elders to Jesus to plead on his behalf to plead with Jesus well Matthew's account if you can remember tells us that the Roman captain actually went to Jesus did you notice that now some very cynical people will try to say see that proves that the bible isn't isn't true that the the bible has inconsistencies that there are mistakes in the bible let me just tell you a little uh, secret here. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. I said that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. This Bible, this holy Bible, I mean just, if it could have been proven that this Bible wasn't truth, don't you think over the thousands of years that this Bible has been around, that the devil would have manipulated someone somewhere to come up with something to prove that very thing. But it has never happened, has it? It has never happened. And yet many men have tried to say, that just proves right there that the Bible does have inconsistencies. No, it doesn't. It just proves that you're ignorant. And you don't have an understanding of what the Bible's saying. And that was a smile on my face. Hallelujah. You know, let me just tell you a little secret here. If you're ever reading the Bible and it doesn't seem that it's being consistent, or it seems like something doesn't mesh with something else that's in the Bible, always side in with God. Hello? Always say, God, I, I, I don't understand this. But I know that your Bible, from the beginning to the end, goes together. It meshes together. There aren't inconsistencies with your word. Amen? Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so what we've got to understand here is if we want to find out why it's written this way, we're going to have to delve into it. We're going to have to study it out. And guess what I did for you? I studied it out. Here in this story, now listen, about the healing of the centurion servant, it's all about understanding faith and authority. And when you're talking about authority, eventually you're going to get around to talking about delegation. Did you hear that? So with that in mind, could it be that both of these counts are right? Oh, they certainly are. It's true here in Luke, the centurion sent representatives to Jesus. That's true, right? But isn't it true that those representatives were sent by the centurion to represent the centurion and to speak on his behalf. Are you with me? In other words, when these representatives spoke to Jesus on behalf of the centurion, it was just as if the centurion were right there doing the speaking himself. Do you hear that? And I believe the Lord wanted us to see this for a reason or put it in there like this for a reason. Because how many know... That we have now been authorized by Jesus to go forth and speak in his name. To do his works for him in his name. Glory to God. And, and, and that's one of the greatest revelations you can get too. When you go forth and you're preaching to somebody or you're sharing the gospel with somebody or you're laying hands on somebody and you're seeing them recover, you've got to remind yourself you're doing it on behalf of somebody. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for Jesus. You're doing it for Jesus. And when and, 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 and what you got to? It, when I'm laying hands on the sick up here, they, we're having a healing line, and I'm laying hands on the sick. I want you to envision yourself being having Jesus lay hands on you, because in reality, that's what's happening. I'm His representative. I'm here on to to represent Him, to speak on His behalf. It's as if Jesus is right here doing it himself. And that's exactly what happens here in the account, in these two accounts. I don't know if you're getting this or not. Because this is good news. And it should get you pretty excited. When we stand up in the full armor of God and we wield the sword of the spirit. And we speak in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to get this. The devil runs from us in holy terror. Why? Why? Because the devil doesn't see us. The devil sees Jesus. Glory to God. Will that not change the way you pray? And the way you handle things? Because I don't have to think that the devil's looking at me and seeing me. All I got and all I do when I'm... All I know when I speak in his name... It's as if Jesus himself is right there doing the speaking. When I resist the devil in his name, it's as if Jesus is right there resisting the devil for me. Ooh, that's real good. Praise God. I think I might say hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Where am I? And that's exactly what happens in these two accounts. The centurion sent a delegation to speak to Jesus on his behalf. And when Matthew wrote it down, he simply wrote that it was the centurion actually speaking to Jesus, even though he wasn't physically there. Amen. In other words, these Jewish leaders were representing him and speaking for him. So it was just as if he were there. Do You get that. Now look at verse 4. So they came to Jesus and told, and told him, The Roman captain is a wonderful man. If anyone deserves to have a visit from you, it is him. Won't you please come to his home and heal his servant? For he loves the Jewish people and he even built our meeting hall for us. Now let me stop and say something here. A couple of things. What those old Jewish elders said there... Do you think that's what caused Jesus to go with them? Not a bit. Not even a little bit. We don't ever get something from God because God owes us. Did you hear what I just said? God doesn't owe us anything. Nothing. What caused Jesus to stop and to go? Faith. Faith. It was faith. Faith caused him to stop and go, amen? Amen. And so, uh, uh, and, 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 but, but notice also, and there's another thing here. They bring up the fact that the Roman centurion built them. He loves the Jewish people, and he even built a meeting, meeting hall for us. How many know that God sees it when you're being a blessing and being faithful to bless his people, take care of his house? If you're found faithful to do that, I guarantee you God's going to be found faithful to turn around and take care of you and your family. Amen. Again, it's the law of sowing and reaping. Sometimes we don't, you know, a lot, a lot of times we feel like, well, I've been doing this and I ain't never seen nothing happen. I'm like, hang me. Why? I don't I'm, I'm, never, I'm never getting nobody. Somebody hang on you, know, you know, the Bible talks about, and I don't remember what's happening. The bottom line is this. Eventually, your good deeds will be rewarded. Your faithful, your faithfulness will be rewarded. Amen. It should be something. Uh, uh, and listen, if your whole attitude is, why doesn't it come back to me? Why don't I get more I'm coming to back to me? Then your attitude's wrong. You want, you should, your attitude should be, I just want to be a blessing, Lord. I just, want to, I, I just want to be used by you to bless your people and to bless this house. Amen. And the end result will be a greater blessing. We've got God's word on it. Amen. Do you see that? All right. Praise God. A couple other nuggets. Threw them in there for you. Verse 6. Jesus started off with them, but on his way there, he was stopped by friends of the captain who gave this message. Master, don't bother to come to me in person, for I'm not good enough for you to enter my home. I'm not worthy enough to come out to meet one like you. But if you would... Just release the manifestation of healing right where you are. I know that my young servant will be healed. Now, it seems to me that this Roman centurion has gotten some revelation that most people at that time and in that age knew about. All you got to do from where you're out is release this healing. Where You don't have to come to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come to, your, to my house. I'm not worthy to even come out and see you. Just speak the word only. Speak that, that word of healing only. Glory to God. Verse 8. Unlike you, I'm just an ordinary man. Yet I understand the power of authority. He understood the power of authority. And I see that authority operating through you. I have soldiers under me who obey my every command. I have I also have authorities over me whom I likewise obey. So, Master, just speak the word and healing will flow. I like that. Just speak the word and healing will flow. Jesus marveled at this. Jesus got excited. He turned around and said to the crowd who had followed followed him, Listen, everyone, never have I found even uh, one among the people of a God, a man like this who believes so strongly in in me. Wow. Here's somebody operating at a level of faith that I've never encountered before. Verse 10. Jesus then spoke the healing uh, word from a distance. I like the word the, the Passion brings out from a distance. Spoke the healing word from a distance. When the man's friends returned to the home, they found the servant completely healed and doing fine. Glory to God. How many believe this really happened? How many believe this really, really, really happened? It's not just a made-up story. Can something like this happen today? Well, is God still God today? Is Jesus still in the healing business today? Amen. Is it still God's will today for something like this to happen? Come on now. He never changes. Once again, what made Jesus marvel here? Here was a man, a soldier in the Roman army, who understood authority. For when he spoke a word to those under him, they obeyed him. They immediately obeyed. And he recognized, now this is important, he recognized the authority that Jesus operated in. In other words, he recognized that Jesus had authority over sickness and disease. Now, see, I, I know I'm studying this, and I know I've been going over this, and I know, but this is so powerful. He recognized the authority that Jesus operated in. He was a man of authority. He recognized the authority that Jesus was operating in. It wasn't the same kind of authority that this man was operating in, but it was a divine authority he was operating He had authority over sickness and disease. Whose authority do we now operate in? All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye, go now. I'm authorizing you now. Go in my name. Woo! There ain't no sickness and disease out there that we don't have authority over. Oh, glory! See, some of y'all are like going. Okay, I don't know my. I don't know. Listen, it don't matter. Listen, it don't matter what tries to come against you or your loved ones. It don't matter about you. You don't have to accept, accept something from the devil. You don't have to say, well, the doctor said I have that. Who cares? You've got the good report of the Lord. And you have authority over sickness and disease. Jesus operated. Jesus had authority over sickness and disease. This guy recognized it. And he knew that all Jesus had to do was speak a word. He didn't even have to be in the same room. He didn't have to be in the same house. He didn't have to be nearby. He was at a distance. He spoke. Now, now stop and think about that. Like I'm getting, what is it called? Like a, a, a dump of revelations that's coming on me. Oh, glory to God, this is so good, Lord. Jesus didn't even have to be near that guy. Which means what? Jesus exercised his authority with his words. Words. It does not matter the distance. In the spirit realm, it doesn't matter the distance. You speak the word out of your mouth and rebuke sickness and disease. You don't even have to be in that place. You don't even have to be in the same room. You don't have to be in the same house. You could be at a distance. It works just the same. Are you are you are you getting this? Are you seeing this? Now now the key to one of the thing to understand, and I'm getting off on my notes for a moment, but the key to understanding this is this guy. And so all he needs, Lord God, okay, Lord, I know I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Did this centurion have to see something, feel something, in order to get what he was believing? If Jesus came to you and said to you, I will come to your house and lay hands on you and and make, make you better, I will heal you. I'll come to your house. He hears about you. I, I, I mean, you send someone to him. I, I, I'll come to your house and heal you. What would most Christians do? Get excited. I mean, I get excited too. But is that what the centurion did? I don't need to see you, Jesus. I don't have to feel your hand coming upon my forehead, Jesus. You just speak the word only. And you don't have to be near me to do it. Wherever you're at, Jesus, stop right where you're at. Speak that word, and my servant will be made well. Are, 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 we, we, we. Faith has nothing to do with what we see or feel. How many Christians get so caught up in that? When someone is prayed for, they immediately begin to check up and see if they feel better. And I know it's a natural thing. I mean, obviously, so you're going to check around. But so many Christians, when they don't sense something changing or they don't feel any different, the first thought is, I didn't get it. Who says you didn't get it? Who says you didn't get it? Your flesh, what you see, how you feel? Did you not take God at his word? We live by faith and not by sight. I tell you what, I'm I'm, I'm getting excited about this. Because this has proven to me all the more the power of our words. We have been authorized to go forth and do mighty works in his name. And I can do a mighty work in his name and not even be in the same room with that person. Jesus did. Are you getting that? Isn't that something that just kind of makes you want to do a little, uh, uh I, mean, I know it's hard to dance like I dance. It's just such a, such a talent. But listen, I'm trying to get you stirred up. This is powerful. Glory to God my goodness speak the word he said only speak a word and my servant will be healed i don't need you to come into my house i mean of course he was looking at it from the perspective that he wasn't worthy and in reality he wasn't how many know that's true he wasn't a jew and and, and definitely he wasn't a, someone uh, i mean he was good to the jewish people but he still was not you know what i'm saying in a position to receive jesus into his house but it didn't matter to this guy I understand authority. I, you know what you need to be praying? Say, Lord, help me to understand what it means to operate in your authority. Help me to understand how authority works. If you've been in the military, one thing about Brendan coming out of the military, he's going to understand authority. And then if he can just take that and put it over into the spiritual side of things, oh my goodness, people in the military could really rise up and to be some I mean, just incredible and mighty men and women of God. If they'll just get a hold of that. We can get a hold of it too. God wants us to get a hold of that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want Jesus to stop and marvel at your faith? I do. I want to get to the place, Lord. Lord, Lord, just speak the word only. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. Just speak the word only. That's all I need. I said, that's all I need. I don't need to see anything. I don't need to feel anything. I just need you to speak the word. I shall be made whole. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Smith Wigglesworth made this statement. God will pass over a million people to get to people who are in faith. Who are operating in faith. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want God passing over others. I'm not trying to be mean to the others. But glory to God, if I'm operating in faith, I know God's going to come and meet me where I'm at. Thank you, Jesus. And what kind of reply do you think he's going to give to you and me? Same reply he gave to the same Daniel, as you have believed, so let it be done to you. Ron, as you have believed, so let it be done to you. Kelby, as you have believed, so let it be done to you. Oh glory to God! Are you kidding? A hold of this? As I mentioned earlier, believing isn't hard. Jesus healed. Glory to God! And what I just said just a second ago, God always meets us where we're at in our faith walk. Are you listening to me? And if we'll just simply say, "Okay, God, you know where I'm at. You know where I'm at in my faith walk, but I believe according to your word that I'm healed." By whose stripes I was healed. I believe that's true, Lord. I believe those stripes that you took up on your back were for my healing. Every single one of those coming down across your back was for my healing. And who am I to sit there and say, well, you're getting beaten with that rod. I mean, beaten with that whip. That is healing for me today, Lord. Is healing for me today, Lord. Is healing for me. Is, is it for me today, Lord? Yes, it's for you today. By whose stripes I was healed. If I was healed and that happened, then glory to God, I am healed today. Speak the word only, Lord. I shall be made whole. As you have believed, so let it be done to you. you hearing this? did not this kind of get you a little stirred up? Hallelujah. As you have believed, so let it be done to you. Now, your, your beliefs have to be based upon the word of God. I was pointing at Riley's phone. I don't know why I... Maybe she's looking at it. Anyway, looking for a Bible. My Bibles are up there. Anyway, as you have believed based upon the word, so be it, be it done unto you. This guy, if a non-Christian Roman soldier without God, without a Bible, could do something like that, why in the world shouldn't we, as children of God, blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking, full of Jesus Christians should we not be able to do even greater things than that Woo! glory to God I feel like belly bopping somebody I am pumped I'm telling you this is such great revelation don't leave from here with just nodding your head and saying good preaching no you leave from here saying God I believe it, Lord. I believe it. And Jesus is up there saying, God, you see this? I'm marveling right now. Hold on, Father. I'm be- I'm- Look at Ron. I'm marveling right now at his faith. Woo, Ron. So be it unto you according to your faith. So be it done unto you according to your faith. How many believe that this church is going to have an incredible, glorious building? You know what? Listen to me. Don't get me moved by what we've gone through. I know we face some incredible challenges. Who cares? We here. We still here. Glory to God. We're still here. God has a beautiful place for us. Oh, I know it's true. And I know this much the Lord is saying to us today and saying to me right now, be it unto you according to your faith. Mm-mm-mm. Glory to God. It just really, really comes down to this. Do we really take God at his word? Do you really believe that you now have been authorized to go in his name? To do what Jesus did. The mighty works that he did. Jesus is demonstrating us to us how he ministered healing so that we can turn around and minister healing the exact same way. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're a child of God. Every single one of you, you can do these same mighty things that Jesus did in his name. Praise God. How many believe that's true today? If you really believe it, I want you to hold your Bible up or your phone up or whatever. And let's just wave it at the devil real quick. I want you to just wave it. Hold on. i got to get mine. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hold, Come on. Let's keep on. Hey, devil. Look at us. We believe the Bible is true. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We believe the Bible is true. We say, Lord, speak your word only, and it shall be done unto us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. That's so good. Again, I don't say that to brag on me. I'm bragging on him. Thank you, Jesus. Bow your heads. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's anybody in here today who just needs to be restored to the Lord. You've been doing some things you know you shouldn't be doing. You've been struggling. It's okay. Listen, it's okay. God loves you where you're at. He'll never stop loving you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's saying right now, come home to me. Recommit yourself to me. If I'm speaking to you right now on that occasion, I want you to slide your hand up right now. We're going to pray with you. Anybody in here need to be restored? I see that hand. Hallelujah. Anyone else say that's me?